This is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Ron Barakstra. The rest of that South Florida condo is coming down. Demolition workers planning to raise the rest of the structure in Surfside outside of Miami tomorrow. Ahead of an approaching storm that's heightening concerns, the structure could come down on its own. Our state meteorologist reported that the impacts of South Florida from Elsa remain possible and it could occur as early as overnight Sunday through Monday. But the 515 or the 5 o'clock positioning, it was a slight improvement for the area of Miami. Florida State Emergency Management Director Kevin Guthrie. The Category 1 storm is the first hurricane to hit Barbados in more than 60 years, unleashing heavy rains and winds on the island and then on St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which are struggling to recover from recent massive volcanic eruptions. President Biden's goal of 70 percent of the adults vaccinated by July 4th will not be met, but the White House says huge strides have been made in defeating the coronavirus. SRN News. As the sky lights up this weekend and sparks fly, we hope you feel a great sense of pride in country and gratitude for our freedoms. Whether your weekend is spent with lines in the water, firing up the grill, or enjoying quality time with family at the cabin, we hope you have a great one. Wishing you a very happy and safe Independence Day. We are AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. God bless America. You are now tuned in to Intelligent Radio, AM 1280 The Patriot. My name is Brian. For the weather today, it's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 90 degrees. Our July regnery book of the month is Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds by Michael Knowles. You can win an autographed copy of the book by signing up now at the Freedom Fan Club page at am12a.thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Wind Beneath the Right Wing, the show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, Monday through Friday. Among the best of Minnesota's C-list blogs. You know, I know. I'm not Powerline. I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, Ed Morrissey. But I have fun. I do what I do. I bring the truth as I see it to the people five days a week and sort of use it as my show prep for this. The highlight of my, well, among the many highlights of what always turns out to be a wonderful week. So I appreciate, by the way, having you all here. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's it, I, again, I joke that uh, the worst day on the air is better than the best day off the air. It's, it's not entirely true. But I will say every day on the air is an absolute blessing for which I am profoundly grateful and try to try to make sure that is reflected in the broadcast to give. I'm especially happy uh, about this uh, current uh, about my next guest here uh, returning to the show for the first time since I believe it was. February or March or April, I believe it was, from Quillette. Uh, Angus Fox rejoins us here. Of course, Angus, uh, the the author of a, I guess it's officially now seven part series, uh, When Sons Become Daughters. Probably one of the finer bits, uh, uh, if 
wrenching and harrowing bits of journalism I've read lately. Uh, Angus, thank you for rejoining us here today. Great to have you here. Thanks so much for having me back. It was a pleasure last time, and I'm sure it'll be a pleasure this time. It is finally finished at Seven Pieces. <laughs> it was open-ended for quite a while there. Uh, the folks at Quillette uh, said, carry on with things. Uh, you, 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 uh, you, I, let's talk real briefly about uh, what you learned, uh, any, any overriding impression you've gotten about the issue you tackled in, in this seven-part series over the course of the last several months, Angus Fox. Oh my goodness, so many things. Um, I don't want to be too blackpilled about it, but what I've learned is that America is facing a unique challenge that the rest of the world isn't. Maybe I would put Canada in, in an exceptional category there because since we last spoke, there's been some stuff going on in, in Britain and various places, Scandinavia, for example, that really give parents some hope that they're starting to be heard. And that's just not there in America. So sorry to start on a down note. Um, Let me counter that by saying I've also learned that there is a kind of change in the air. People are starting to get it together. There have been all these different parent support groups here and there, and they've been kind of siloed. You know, they haven't really been cooperating. And I think just this year, starting this spring, we've started to see a few different things. Therapists coming together to say, no, we've had enough of this. We've had enough of being silenced. And parents coming together and trying to get some coordinated push to to change this situation. Uh, so I guess my takeaway from the the work I did is that There is a change among these parents. I should clarify for people who didn't hear the first interview. So I've been working with parents whose kids are uh, seeing themselves as transgender, whose boys in particular are seeing themselves as transgender. And the parents just think, no, that's a terrible idea. For my child, this is not the right way to go. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's, it's, it's good that you recap that because, yes, the first uh, interview several months ago we, it was at the beginning of your series on parents who, who, who <laughs> responded to their children uh, announcing that they wanted to change their gender. And the, for lack of a better series of terms, bullying, log rolling, gaslighting uh, that mm-hmm. they received along with their children received uh, on the subject. Uh, and it was it was a harrowing interview in the series itself is alternately harrowing and queasy making i mean some of the medical uh side effects that you list in uh episode seven your interview with renee jacks which we'll come back to in a moment here uh are enough to to make you sort of clench up and 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 grab for the whiskey uh folks this is uh certainly certainly worked that way for me and i'm not new to this subject Uh, no and i didn't include pictures and i could have done and and i did and for that we all can be thankful it's uh in writing it was it was harrowing enough here so uh, I want to come back to uh, some of the responses, uh, some of the hope that you're seeing in the European Union uh, and in the UK, and some of the other responses that we've uh, talked about in recent weeks here. But uh, your episode seven of the series has a line that I think sort of sums up uh, really the approach I think I and a lot of people who, on the one hand, are, are socially considerably more conservative, science-based, and yet are driven by a certain amount of love and compassion for people in our lives who are battling with gender issues. The the phrase, uh, and I believe this is in the title of Episode 7, reflexive affirmation 
may be a mistake. I, I believe you got that from your interview with Ray, Renee Jacks, but that really does seem to seem to sum up a whole lot of what we're dealing with this with this issue. The idea that one must, as if by reflex, automatically affirm any youth's uh, dysphoria about their gender as as valid and something to go ahead with and, and to proceed to its logical conclusion. Uh, Angus Fox. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I met a parent the other day who's joined this organization that I'm in, who uh, the father, um, very, very sadly, the mother died uh, quickly and uh, the father then became ill and his life was kind of in jeopardy at some point. And the daughter developed anorexia, um, didn't really want to discuss any of the issues had a phone consult where she wasn't even seen. So the clinician she was speaking to couldn't even see her. If you saw her, you'd see that she's drastically underweight and was prescribed testosterone on the basis of a phone conversation without any face-to-face contact. So that's what we mean by reflexive affirmation. And people find it hard to believe. I found it hard to believe that this is what's going on. You kind of have this... This idea in your head that, well, you know, people must go through years of therapy to exclude other things like that it could be to do with uh, some other aspect of your psychology. Now, that's very clear. You don't need I'm not a psychotherapist. I don't need to be a psychotherapist to work out that if you lose a parent and then nearly lose another parent in short order in adolescence and then become anorexic, you're probably not in a decision to make a lifelong in a a position to make a lifelong decision about whether you ever want kids, uh, who you will and will not be able to date, and so forth. And so the legal situation and the political and cultural situation, which is that you have to affirm it in all circumstances, no matter what, you have to say, yeah, okay, you, you say that you're a boy, you are therefore in fact a boy, come what may, and everything else is dealt with separately. It's completely disastrous. And the the family in question, the father rang the clinic and had a long conversation with them, and they just said, point blank, we don't consider other issues. They told him in terms, we just don't consider other issues. Now, I don't know the extent to which that comes from law, to which that's cultural, but it's not good. No, and and the, the idea that there's any other field of medicine where you would abandon the holistic approach that, that they've learned to take in virtually every other possible field of medicine and psychotherapy is absolutely astounding. And the idea is that they've carved out this bit of you know, scientific exceptionalism to be able to do this and, and take such drastic action absolutely boggles the mind. For those of us who had to work in the healthcare industry, as I, as I have, that boggles the mind that, that this is the one corner of healthcare where you see this kind of thing, Angus Fox. That, that it, it completely uh, it, it completely stretches the imagination out of shape. I I, I reading that in your series has been uh, depressing in, and alternately ang- angry, uh, angering in in equal measures. I just have to say that. Uh, the, the the other thing that jumped out at me, Angus is and and we touched on this briefly in our first interview but how very much this this seems to prey for lack of a better term on the vulnerable you you talked about the the boys large uh, almost exclusively that you talked about mm-hmm. in your series and there's a profile to them uh the, the and, oh, and, yeah. yeah and and why don't you run through the profile that you that you ran into the most often angus well uh so there's some overlap with the girls but just speaking about the boys so they are smart 
They're really, really smart. So intellectually, they're kind of 14 going on 27. Socially, they're 14 going on 10. And sexually, they're just kind of nowhere, Um, largely because socially they're nowhere. So they haven't, you know, even having a first kiss is, is kind of, a marathon distance away from them. They tend to be, it's kind of not really quite the term for this yet, but one term I've heard is super stimulable. So they're very, very vulnerable to things like noises, for example, and itchy clothing. And they're very vulnerable in the emotional sense that they can be, they can put way too much attachment on a relationship, invest far too much in it, it makes them vulnerable. So they're kind of, and and they're also just, the best word for it really is nerd. These are nerdy kids. Yes. And, 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 and having been a nerdy kid, somewhat on the intelligence side, probably a little on the ADHD side of things, I've, mm-hmm. I've had people suggest that I might be a little Asperger-y. I, I don't know. I, I haven't really had need to care. But I can understand, really, the, 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 the searching around to, to and, and the vulnerability to stimulation, I should say, openness to stimulation, which in certain mm. cases become can become a vulnerability if you don't have some balance in your emotional upbringing, uh, something with which I was blessed and which, as you point out, a lot of kids, especially a lot of kids you're dealing with, uh, don't have. I mean, the, the, there's along with the nerdiness, the intelligence, the ADHD, autism, Asperger spectrum uh, aspects, uh, they they're very suggestible and they for whatever oh, yeah. reason they don't have the balance uh balancing forces in their emotional upbringing that's right i mean i think to come back to these what we call these comorbidities things like autism adhd asperger's one idea i'm really interested in is because these parents are rooting around trying to find a diagnosis so they can say okay so my kid has and I think that a lot of the time what they have is, as you describe and possibly identify in yourself, and I definitely think of being relevant in my case, that, right. you know, they don't have Asperger's, but they're a little bit Asperger's-y. Right. They don't have ADHD, but they're a little bit ADHD. They don't have OCD, but they've got those tendencies. And these things stack up. Yeah. So that you can have a kid who, yeah, isn't going to test uh, autistic, isn't going to test OCD, but the sum of all of those small things that he's got going on is going to make him really quite vulnerable to this. And these are the kids who found puberty difficult anyway, who have always found puberty difficult. Right. These are the kids who've, who've not been able to take those changes that come to their body in their stride. And so now what we're seeing is this alliance of, of professionals and parent groups that slowly started to come together. So you don't just have the parents talking about what their kids are going through in very unscientific terms and the professionals talking in very kind of cold and aloof terms about kids in a very abstract or theoretical way. They're now coming together and sharing stories and plugging those two aspects in together. And that's a very powerful thing. And I want to come back when we return from break here and talk about some of those gatherings together and, and so forth. Uh, and, and much more with Angus Fox from Quillette. Uh, 651-289-4488 if you have questions, comments, feedback for Angus Fox on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. 
Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. We're in this together, and we will get through this together. The vaccines are tested effective and needed. Welcome to the clinic with Charm. Get your COVID-19 vaccine so we can do this. And this. And this. We are now boarding flight. Together again, because we got through it together. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust, aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and the station. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rackshack attack, rackshack barbecue, oh. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call to join me. And Angus Fox, our guest this uh, half hour. You can also join us on Twitter, or Gab, or MeWe, or Parler for that matter. I'm old enough to remember Parler. At uh, hashtag NarnShow, that's N-A-R-N Show. Uh, if you have questions, comments, feedback of any sort. We're talking with Angus Fox of Quillette about uh, the last of a seven-part series, When Sons Become Daughters. Uh, and I guess say, the, uh, the piece, the, uh, <laughs> your son, uh, Start over again here. Uh, piece number seven here uh, starts off with an interview with a fellow named, uh, I believe it was Renee Jacks, 
was the name, yeah. a transgender woman, uh, with it's fair to say uh, a buyer's remorse about the whole entire procedure and, and an impressive amount of articulation on the subject. Fascinating interview. Uh, it, it, I have to imagine it was at least as fascinating for you uh, to, to get into the story of Renee Jacks as it was to read about Angus Fox. Oh, yeah. So uh, here's an interesting thing. When I interviewed Renee, he was a trans woman. He's now detransitioned. So he's had surgery okay. uh, to um, and uh, cut his hair. So I called him uh, he in the piece, mainly because we just kind of spar off one another. So I kind of wanted to slightly wind him up, you know, slightly be provocative. <laughs> and it turned out to be completely accurate because by the time the piece came out, he was living as a man again. So he is, he's become a, a good friend of mine. He's a very interesting person. He's very dedicated to turning this situation around and has done thousands of hours of, probably tens of thousands of hours of work on this, counselling people over years and years and years. Yeah, and he doesn't hold back because there are things that a lot of people don't hear about, the results of these changes, particularly in, in later life. And I think if you go into any medical change, you need to go into it with your eyes open. And unfortunately, that's not the picture these kids are given. They're given this this picture of this perfect body. And, and actually, as he puts it, you're left with organs which are very fragile, which are very which need pampering and you know maintaining. You're left with all sorts of other quite serious problems. So he and uh, I think he does everyone a great service just by talking about that honestly. Yeah, and it was a fascinating read. I mean, you get the impression that a, a good chunk of this <clears throat> bit of surgical science, for for lack of a more appropriate term, starts to read a little bit like a remodeling job done by a completely fly by night cowboy contractor. I mean, it it leaves yeah. it leaves the human body much less capable of all the things that uh, that under its original warranty condition uh, people take for granted. I won't go into details on American AM radio. You'll have to read no. the piece, by the way, which I will. Uh, post the link to the entire series at shotinthedark.info as soon as I'm off the air here. But uh, yeah, it was a fascinating and, as I said earlier, somewhat disquieting uh, catalog of all the medical problems that come along with the emotional uh, issues that, uh, mm. that that come along with this entire subject, Angus Fox. Uh, yeah. Absolutely fascinating. Then, Go ahead. I was just going to say, since then, I, I've had other people contact me to uh, other people who had this surgery contact me to say, yeah, you know, we're right. And that's not to say they're all saying I, I regret what I did or I would say you mustn't do it. It's to say that there needs to be more transparency about the effects, uh, the, the financial cost of having medication for the whole of your life, the social complexities that you will always have to navigate. Um and, you know, all of the other medical risks. And you're quite right to talk about how this is an unusual field of medicine. I'd rather call it technology than medicine, because the point of medicine is that it is supposed to return you to a state of health that you're at, or at least provide you with some kind of stable state. Yeah. So even if, you know, you end up having to have a leg amputated, presumably it's for your own good so yeah. that you can continue to live. This is one of the only fields of medicine which doesn't, do that. Even cosmetic surgery says, okay, well, this isn't necessarily for your health, but you shouldn't be worse off. Right. That's considered bad practice. If you if you have cosmetic surgery and it leaves you with more problems than you went in with, then that's bad practice. So there's something, it's almost mystical, it's quite medieval about this, that you just say these words, you know, I believe that inside I am a woman. And 
all of the other associated costs and dangers and difficulties are somehow purported to be of less weight on the scales than the importance of this inner identity, which is why it's important that we talk about what that inner identity actually means. Yeah, and, and, the, and the vulnerability of that inner identity with the people that are the subjects of, of this attack. We talked uh, before the break about, about the, 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 the children, really, that you were dealing with, the intelligent, mm-hmm. the nerds, the autistic kids. But it's, I, I've run into a situation where I, I know a family with a tween uh, you know, not quite teenage daughter who is going through all the usual kind of who am I, what am I, puberty mm-hmm. stuff's coming up at some point here, and is getting some suggestions from people that, hey, it's perfectly fine to be non-binary and to really kind of wonder who it is and what you really are, which, and their parents being, you know, parents with impeccable, uh, impeccable progressive credentials don't really, it's almost an Orwellian uh, injunction against telling their daughter, no, mm-hmm. you're a girl. You have two X chromosomes, and, and that, that means something. It's, you have to, as, as I believe you say, reflexively inf- affirm this, this, this idea that your j- identity is completely fluid, and, and really it's entirely a matter of your own dis- uh, description. And as I believe mm-hmm. you, uh, another quote of yours that is uh, uh, worth, <laughs> worth more than gold in this uh, episode seven, candid guidance is in short supply on this issue and and it's it's pithy it's succinct and it's oh so true candid guidance is very very out of fashion in this area right and i think that one of the the number of times i see parents say you know i wish if i could go back if i had a time machine when i heard the non-binary comment and i would have actually taken that seriously because a lot of parents as you say particularly like left of center liberal kind of parents just kind of think oh that's really that's really interesting good for you you're you're playing with gender and sex stereotypes and they hear it in that way they put it in the same kind of basket as first female president or i don't know women on executive committees or something like that and they don't realize that this is an an entry to a really quite dark space where all kinds of forms of self-loathing can just be uh confirmed so it's this whole interesting idea that we're talking about affirmation but a lot of the time it's not affirmation it goes through affirmation into confirmation into saying yes you are in fact something that in truth you're not um so there's no yeah the candid guidance it's very very difficult people email me saying you know i want to talk about this but i can't because i'll lose my job i'm i speak to you behind a pseudonym i don't want to lose my job you know i've only got one life and so that for those of us in academia for people working with kids for people in the healthcare service whatever it might be it's very very difficult to take this on oh yeah i i I can only imagine i mean i've uh, having read your series absolutely it's it's uh it's 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 overwhelming and stifling and claustrophobic to read about about the options these parents had presented them which i want to come back to in a moment here Uh, a couple minutes before our next break and i would very much love to keep you on for another segment because this this uh, just keeps getting bigger and bigger uh, i keep running yeah. up with things to say well the just... agenda it gets bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> exactly <laughs> now it's, and it's interesting as i was reading a completely independent thought came to mind here uh, and that is back when i was in high school and i'll just say that was in the 1980s uh back then i mean it's it's painted as a, a dark ages 
of of what am I trying to say here? Uh, cognition about people's different uh, sexual identities. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's p- portrayed as being reflexively homophobic. Certainly, there was a certain amount of that, especially when I grew up uh, out in the rural Great Plains. It was certainly not uh, as cosmopolitan as some places. But back then, it was common knowledge among high school student uh, teachers and modestly well-read high school nerds like myself that it was a very bad idea to try to take a gay student, a gay kid, a gay classmate, and try to convince him he really wasn't. It would cause, they knew this 40 years ago, that this was a road to all sorts of psychological damage in the future. This is a way to really screw up a kid for life if you you not only tried to shame him for being gay, but to try to change him against his will or her will into into something else. You are are, are gay, Angus Fox, and I'm cer- certainly mm-hmm. you are aware of of the psychic psychic damage that that does to a child, to a young adult, to to have their identity uh, attacked in that way. And yet, when it comes to swapping out genders, apparently it's quite the opposite. It's not only acceptable, but to be applauded, encouraged, and, and hustled right along. That strikes me as a big split, a big inconsistency in, in the therapeutic sciences, Angus Fox. It's it's huge. I mean, you see it a lot in schools, that kids will be bullied for being, like, let's say it's a, it's a young man and he's bullied for being kind of, if, <laughs> there's this horrible phrase, but it is actually quite good, which is effeminate of centre. I know it's kind of horrible, but you, yes. you, you get what I mean. I hear you. And... Um, and so he goes home and then, and it doesn't get noted by the teachers because the teachers have all gone totally loopy with critical theory and they're only wanting to talk about race and trans. And then he comes back and, and thinks, comes back at it from a different angle and thinks, well, this would all go away if I were trans. Plus I would get all this adulation, all this confirmation, peer group support and all the rest of it. So there's a real blind spot now with um with this issue of sexuality, there's another very interesting aspect, which is that the hardcore trans lobby are now accusing people who are gay and don't want to sleep with them as quote-unquote genital fetishists. And we will have to come back to that. We're up against a break. Uh, We'll keep you for one more segment. Angus Fox, always fascinating. Uh, 651-289-4488 if you have questions or comments for Angus Fox from Quillette. Uh, author of When Sons Become Daughters. I'll be posting the link shortly. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. 
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800-482-8399. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? Uh, Also, normally found on Facebook at Northern Alliance Radio Network. Always great to have you there. We're not live streaming today just because, well, I've got to save that bandwidth to uh, run this Zoom call. With our guest this hour, Angus Fox from Quillette. Uh, now, Angus, one thing I wanted to come back to, you mentioned early uh, on that the United States and Canada seem to be suffering disproportionately from this particular wave of, uh, let's just call it log rolling and bullying, which I mm-hmm. think would surprise a lot of people. I mean, you are based in the UK, and yet a, a good chunk of, of your series, uh, when, boys, uh, when Sons Become Daughters, is, uh, deals with Americans. Uh, how is it that the EU, uh, Western Europe, is evading this particular bout of, for lack of a better term, madness? That's that's the question. Uh, it, it's kind of mystifying. There are lots of theories. I mean, without wanting to sound too jingoistic, it's really Britain which is leading the charge. And even within that, I would say particularly England, because Scotland is uh, a bit wobbly, (laughs) let's say. Yes. Um, And there are different people who have different theories. One theory is that it's the socialised medicine, although I always try and get more detail on that theory, and it, it doesn't seem terribly well fleshed out. I suspect that there may be something much deeper and more historical going on, which is that you are from a culture which is basically founded on the idea of reinvention. You know, you you mainly descend from people who showed up with a, 
you know, small suitcase of belongings and, and started again. Yes. And I think that it's very, very difficult to sneer in America at somebody who starts again, whereas in the old world, that doesn't work in exactly the same way. There's a sort of suspicion of reinvention in some sense. And so that does make sense that yeah. this is largely a, a phenomenon which spreads through the English language, right? It kind of spreads through being an English speaker. That's the major thing which puts you at risk of of going down this harmful gender ideology hole, which is probably not right for so many people. Um, and actually, Australia is not doing so great yeah. either. Uh, but Britain uh, is kind of managing to fight back against the laws. And and I would say, perhaps more importantly, the culture is, is taking this on. Uh, Abigail Schreier, the brilliant Abigail Schreier, wrote a piece about this, which was given that, that tomorrow is your Independence Day, it had kind of a provocative opening, which was, I think, something along the lines of perhaps America shouldn't have left. I'm a Republican, so I would never go that far. I'm very opposed to any monarchy. However, yes. it is true to say that uh, whether it's feminist groups or uh, gay people, there is more fight. And I think it's just so much harder to fight against this in America. It, it, it is. And you're right. And in fact, as someone who is a bit of a student of various cultures, it's uh, it, it's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought about that before. I mean, American culture is pretty much do it yourself. And our culture goes back mm-hmm. to the boat pretty much. Uh, whereas you can the idea of being German. I mean, I speak German fluently enough to know a little bit about the, the culture. Uh, same with Norwegian. It's like you can never on the one hand, you can never really become Norwegian or German. On the other hand, there is certainly a very firm idea of what it means to be a member of either of these cultures, and that's 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 in, uh, very much worth a look into. Uh, we had a caller on the line. We we were I wanted to touch about the politics since you men- mentioned Scotland, uh, which mm. accounts for a quarter in my heritage. By the way, has gone a bit wobbly on things, uh, and and I and I think there must be something to to tie it to politics there as well. Uh, a caller actually had didn't want to go on the air. Uh, perhaps signally, but wanted to ask if uh, all that hate towards straight white men via woke culture might be contributing to young men embracing transgenderism. You point that out in a couple of uh, ele- uh, couple of episodes in your series. Uh, the number oh, yeah. of these young men who yeah. don't want to be the cliche straight white male. Yeah, that's definitely happening without question. Two people independently told me that I didn't suggest it. They came and they said, because because he said he doesn't want to be a straight white male. One of the parents I spoke to, her son described testosterone as a toxin which is causing climate change. And this is a young man who started uh, engaging in bodily self-harm. So, you know, they, 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 now that you cannot simply say, ah, well, that's got nothing to do with the culture which is now in America. And it's very striking because I see this stuff and I talk to my American friends and this rainbow symbol, which, by the way, I, as somebody who is gay, feel completely, uh, I would go so far as to say hostile to now, actually. It's everywhere it with is. you. It oh, is yeah. everywhere. It's in your supermarkets. It's in your banks. It's on your, like, sidewalks. It's everywhere. And that's not happening in the same way in every country in the English-speaking world. So there's definitely a very, very, I would say, toxic climate in america that is 
really shifting this whole conversation. And I'm deeply worried that there's going to be a backlash. With every passing day, I get more worried that there's going to be a backlash against gay people, lesbians, bisexual people, who will be assumed to be supportive of this that, moment and of this of this mania, really, with sexuality and gender. And that right there, that subject right there, as, as the battle for the culture turns less intellectual and, and regrettably more kinetic, is something that I mm-hmm. would very much like to talk about in the future. Obviously, we're not going to have time to get to it all today here, Angus Fox, but this is that right there is a whole subject on, uh, by itself that I'd love to get into since it's not an academic concern, especially in a city like uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, where where, uh, where 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 the culture war is 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 actually got a bit kinetic over the past year here. So uh, we've asked the question before: What can parents do? You have taken uh, you're involved with a group of people who's taking a a fairly tangible step in helping parents uh, deal with gender questioning uh, uh, children. Tell us a little bit about Genspect, Angus Fox. So we've already got lots of different parent support groups, which are for people who need, you know, support, resources, therapy, whatnot. Genspect, which is genspect.org, if you want to go and check out the website, which I built with my own fair hand, is a an organization for people who want to do something a little bit different. They want to get their stories out there. And one of the things we're doing is i like to think of it as taking away the media's excuses the media has terrible excuses on this people who don't do what you're doing at wwtc who they just kind of say ah well we wouldn't really know how to find a parent we don't know which experts to speak to we don't have the statistics on hand we're not sure what's going on and we are trying at genspect to take all of that away so the media has no excuses we can put them in touch with a parent who is going through this, they can do an interview. We can put them in touch with an expert clinician, they can do an interview with that. We are ghostwriting and writing. So if they want something to go in the media, we'll write it for them and put our names on it. They don't want our names, they can put their own names on it. Um, We are booking interviews, we are uh, doing podcasts, we're doing webinars. So it's really for parents who have decided enough is enough and I want to speak out and sure, I have to be anonymous for all of these various reasons, but I can still get my story out there. And it's been pretty incredible how many parents are actually in that place where they're done crying and they're done being angry and they're done being fearful and they want to tell the world what has happened to their kid and what's happened to them and what's happened in their family. And it's genuinely, it's really inspiring. To I, see them do that. I have been reading it ever since you, you told me about the organization earlier this week. And by the way, I will post a link to genspect.org at my blog, shotinthedark.info, as soon as I get off the air here. But it's interesting. It ties into a thread that this show has been hammering on for a while right now as we deal with the cancel culture in America, which is, is part and parcel of the bullying that that the parents of the gender questioning youth receive uh, from mm-hmm. from a big chunk of the society they're dealing with, the education system, academia, the, the therapeutic system. Uh, there's a certain amount of bullying and, for lack of a better term, cancellation going on there. And 
as our good friend Glenn Reynolds says, the best way to fight back against cancellation is, A, punch back. Uh, it doesn't have to be literally punching. In fact, just getting your story out there is a form of resistance. And mm-hmm. most importantly of all, bring bring friends and be ready to organize those friends and, and have them uh, at your back when you do uh, take your story out public. And mm-hmm. I would say it's fair to say it looks like Jen Specht is an attempt to do that for parents in this situation. For that, I applaud the entire organization. Oh, that's very kind of you. Yeah, it's it's great. And I'm working very closely with Stella O'Malley, who's a prominent psychotherapist who founded this. And let me tell you, that woman is unstoppable. <laughs> she, She'd she have will, to be. Either this, uh, either this medical malpractice will die or she will die. But one of those things is going to happen first because she's not taking no for an answer. <laughs> that's right. So, so tell me a little bit. Of, I mean, tell me a little bit about the organization. I mean, we know the parents are involved. Uh, is, is the goal to unite these 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 parent groups? Is it to provide a a uh, visible? Uh, place for these voices to come out what's uh, what, what well, are you it's kind for? of it's kind of both it's unifying them and it's providing a place where people can access these stories but it's really the true goal is just to elevate their voices so often these there are so many people working away to provide the support and to to try and help parents going through this but there's there's been a real gap so for example we had this ruling in uh, the UK, uh, the Kira Bell ruling, which I, I won't go into, but it was a it was a great moment for people who want better healthcare for for kids in this area. And really, as a movement, those of us supporting the parents, we didn't really do anything with that. We didn't quite have the organisational structure in place to get out there into the media and say. And you know what? There are thousands of parents going through this. And that's what we're trying to remedy, really, is to make sure that people understand these stories, hear these stories, and hear that they just keep on coming. The number of parents going through this is astonishing. It it is, and 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 the more people talk, the more people will will come out of the of the the woods, as it were, and and get heard. Mm-hmm. And for that, we 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 need to, something we need to work toward. A- A- Angus Fox, of course, your your series when sons become daughters. I will post that at shot in the dark info as well as a link to uh, to Jen Specht. What's next for you? How do you follow up the, your series in Quillette? Um, well, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> right. I've been so busy uh, that I haven't really had time to process anything. I think that it would be nice for it to become a book. I've got loads of parents coming to me saying, do me next, do me next, hear me, hear me. Yes. Um, I, that's not something that anyone has approached me about. So if there's anyone in uh, Twin Cities who'd like to publish a book by an anonymous author, then, you know, feel free to get in touch with Mitch and he'll, he can put you in touch with me. But there's that. And then I think, honestly, there's so much work to be done with the media work and with writing and getting these, getting ourselves organized, that it's going to be a real struggle for me to balance uh, doing all of this work for the parents and continuing to write. But I would like to continue writing because I think that it's made some difference in people's lives. And uh, I feel quite proud of that. I feel quite proud of the variety and the diversity of people who've contacted me to say, yeah, that I agree. And that it's really striking how many people there are Absolutely. from different walks of life. It's been astounding to see just unfolding over this past several months. Angus Fox, we have to call it there, but let's do stay in touch. This isn't going to get any less interesting. Thanks for coming on with us today. Have a wonderful weekend. 
Thanks so much, Mitch. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. One segment to go, which means the fun technically is just beginning. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Step into Chet's shoes this summer for Keen Utility Footwear. Chet's features a variety of Keen Utility 6-inch safety toe boots with steel or carbon fiber toe options. Check out Keen Utility's waterproof and ventilated footwear to get your feet ready for the season. As always, Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and learn about your job to find the boot that's right for you. Stop in to check out their line of Keen Utility footwear in Spring Lake Park or visit them at Chet'sShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. It's Mattress Firm's biggest 4th of July sale ever. Hurry in and get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen bed for the price of a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $6.99 on Sealy. Or save $500 on all Tempur-Pedic Breeze mattresses. With our low price guarantee, you can rest assured you'll get the best bed at the best price, only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Every July 4th weekend, we cherish our freedoms. Our incomparable lineup of talk hosts are on the air to make sure those freedoms remain. The Terrific Talkers VIP Experience. We'll fly you and a guest on a three-night stay to meet your favorite radio host. Choose from eight experiences. Enter now before July 6th. Type in keyword freedoms and you'll receive 10 bonus entries. Go to am1280thepatriot.com slash talker. The Terrific Talkers Experience is brought to you by Morris Law Group. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personnel a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mac, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern... Oh, there we go. Northern Alliance Radio Network... Ah, there we go. Hey, don't forget, you can win a copy uh, for free of this month's Book of the Month, Michael Knowles of the Daily Wire, and his uh, new book, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, The Culture War is Over, and The Culture Lost. 
the left's assault on liberty, virtue, decency, the republic of the founders, and Western civilization has largely succeeded, and yet it's not a lost cause. As, by the way, we've been discussing for the last 45 minutes with uh, with Angus Fox. I mean, there's so many fronts of the culture war, that being just one of them. Uh, there are so many more. Anyway, you can win a free copy of Michael Knowles' Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, and, and what you need to do about it uh, when you get uh, get a chance. Go to am12athepatriot.com, click on the uh, contest and sweepstakes uh, links. Let's see. A lot of stuff in the news. Didn't I'll be able to get to it tomorrow. I'll be in for Brad Carlson tomorrow from 1 to 3. Brad's off on assignment. Uh, and I'll be doing a, a special 4th of July on the air here at AM 12A. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll uh, be on my way elsewhere uh, on family business. But what the heck? I've always got time to squeeze in a show. Let's see what else happened. Yet. Oh, Bill Cosby is out of jail. Uh, people are especially uh, on the feminist side. The Me Too crowd is is outraged. I can, can't say as I blame him. I mean, he admitted his guilt, and perhaps the prosecutor should not have cut a deal where he could allocute to his crimes with immunity in the depositions, but they did. And it turns out you can't just make a deal and throw it out when you feel like it. And that is, it's, it's as galling as it is to say, it's better that a guilty person go free than we allow uh, the legal system to descend into defeat and skullduggery, which is essentially what happened there. So sorry to say, but yeah, uh, it's probably the, what we need to do. Governor Waltz, quote, relinquished the, the Twin City. I'll talk about this tomorrow. The Twin Cities media beclowned itself with gusto this past week. Last week, we talked about Governor Klink uh, relinquishing his emergency powers on August 1st. The legislature, both chambers, both parties uh, decided it was going to be July 1st instead. Now, did the Republicans give up way too much to affect that end? Uh, in other words, ending the governor's emergency powers this past Thursday? Uh, probably. But the the part the, the the true clowns were the Twin Cities media who bent over backwards to make it look like it was an amicable and mutual decision that the governor was perfectly fine with. He was not. He said August first. He wanted August first, and while he said he was the happiest person in Minnesota for having uh, been uh, having his emergency powers terminated by the legislature. You know that if he'd have wanted to have left by July 1st, he would have. I mean, we have not had an emergency in this state for quite some time. We may well not have one again, God willing, at any rate. Uh, so that was, that was, we'll talk more about both of those tomorrow. Uh, as for me, well, it was an advance, uh, interesting anniversary in a lot of ways this past uh, week july uh, beginning of july is an anniversary for me in an awful lot of ways can talk more about that tomorrow but one of them was uh, july 1st uh, this past thursday july 1st 1984 17 years ago um actually came down uh, from my hometown uh, where i was just out of my junior year of college uh took off around uh, 5 a.m in uh, my 73 monte carlo uh, drove through a long, hot July day, uh, looked over my Amico map of the Twin Cities, where, by the way, I'd never driven by myself before, got to St. Paul, pulled off Marion Street, parked up by the cathedral, same spot I'd parked with a friend of mine a couple years earlier when I'd come down to see the Who uh, at the St. Paul Civic in 1982, and I made my way down Kellogg to downtown St. Paul about 2 in the afternoon, wandered down to St. Peter, 
street that I had no idea what it was called. And then Wabasha, back when there were still stores between 4th and 6th, uh, across from Dayton's and Ecolab, kind of dazzled by the hustle and bustle of downtown St. Paul. And yes, I was from North Dakota at the time, so St. Paul did seem hustly and bustly to me. Anyway, that was then. This is now. And some of the landmarks from my wandering around are still there. I mean, the Coney Island, I think, probably still has the same exact hand-scrawled under-renovation sign that it had back in 1984. Thought about eating at Mickey's, but yeah, it was too crowded. <laughs> and I wanted a beer. I went to a place that was long since demolished to make way for the Lawson building. Uh, others, like the Burger King Taco John's and that funny glass building across from Dayton's, long gone. Uh, Dayton's itself, long gone. The Brady's Pub, where I stopped for a burger and a beer. Gallivan's, all of them long gone. Along with the St. Paul Civic Center, where I went, uh, walked down to uh, go to my first big concert outside, well, second big concert outside the Twin Cities. First solo, uh, seeing Bruce Springsteen, second night of the Born in the USA tour. Got there on three in the afternoon. And being a somewhat timid young lad at the time, believe it or not, I, I took a big leap. I thought, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I walked up to this endless row of doors that used to open out onto Kellogg Boulevard. I grabbed the one on the far left. I heard a band inside starting to warm up. I pulled on the door, and it opened. I snuck in. I walked down to some seats, actually sat down and listened to the E Street Band, Sans, Bruce Springsteen, doing its sound check ah, to about two songs. I did Glory Days and setting levels and a very polite roadie walked up behind me and said by the way i'm not going to kick your butt but uh how did you get in i figured fair enough i told him i'd come in through the far left door they made sure it was locked he bid me a fine day i came back by the way i walked out under the street and up on the corner of of kellogg and uh and john ireland i i looked into and saw a, a 83 cutlass driving by with Bruce Springsteen in the passenger seat. And it wasn't that moment. It was later on that night when I got out of the concert, one of the finer nights of my life, and walked out onto the street and went up looking for my car. And I thought, you know, I got to get out of North Dakota. I got to move here. And uh, four months later, I did. But that's another whole story. Big anniversary for me anyway. Thank you all for being here for the last 18 years of this adventure, which started in some ways that night. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Happy Independence Day. Hey, this is Tim O. from the Kingdom Builders Roofers. We get a lot of calls from folks that have an insurance claim for damage to the roof and gutters. Insurance claim paperwork can be confusing and overwhelming at times. Some people have even thought that that initial check they get from the insurance company is all that they have to work with for the repairs. That's not always the case. We work with insurance companies all the time and often have to be an advocate for our customers with the big insurance companies. We're happy to help out in this area and take the time to walk you through all the paperwork. Sometimes homeowners that have a damage claim in hand and then try to find the lowest bid on the repairs are actually sacrificing critical value available to them through their own claim. If you want an honest and clear review of your claim or a no-pressure inspection of your roofer gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166, or find us on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. 
We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the people. AM 1280, The Patriot, WW.